The following pendant production contains. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the commentary for advised. The Kingery, Season 6, Episode 6 Grant Me Some Forgetfulness. I'm the director, Jared Page, and I'm joined by the writer, Pete Milan. Pete, how are you? I'm fine, Jared. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. I need to speak with you about this, Captain. And so here we start in uh, Richard's office with Richards, played by Mike Winters, and Brannis, played by Paul Lavelle, and uh, we hear about Operation Barnum going on. Yes, Operation of Barnum. I don't know if that's a name that's, you know, I guess it is being used in the far-flung future of the Kingery, but uh, I thought it was you know, possible to still be... At use. Oh boy. Okay, it's gonna be one of those commentaries. Oh, <laughs> yes. Well, they are. I thought it was a circus reference. You've got the circus uh, type atmosphere going on at the Kingery now, with the cops going crazy and and just uh, making things difficult on. The tourists who visit there. Well, not so much the cops going crazy as just Richard. Well, yeah, you're right. Richard's ordering the cops to to do that. Yes. Cops are crazy. Cops are crazy. Okay, just so I'm clear. And that's the goal right there. Choke out the revenue stream. Yes. And Bran is not really on board with the whole uh, situation yet. No. And I've come to like Bran a lot more over the years. Um, he's uh, he's developed. He's uh, yeah. become uh, not quite a one-note character anymore. Yeah. I remember one of the early episodes, he was kind of an ass, it seemed like, because I remember hearing him say something to the effect of talking about uh, some woman, and he refers to it. Did you ever hit that? Or something like that. He's just a much different... He's, he's really developed as a character. He's grown up. I remember back during the uh, the old uh, poop heist episode, he was uh, kind of the butt monkey of uh, of that episode. We're just yes, everyone was running running uh, rings so, around him there. I put hooks in your and uh, okay, we, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. The air conditioning. There you go. I was going to say we have inner shenanigans and we have socks played by Renee Christine. Renee, excuse me, Renee Christine Jones and Brian Reed played by Zeph. And uh, Zeph tells Socks that. Hooks is waiting in her office. Yes, and Hooks, was, of course, played by uh, Perry Whittle. And there was a little reference there to uh, a earlier episode of The Kingery where uh, uh, Helen, who uh, I believe was played by uh, Anna Rodriguez in that episode, yes. who is Sox's favorite client because she doesn't have any fetishes. She just just wants someone to cuddle with. That's pretty much it. Yes. We've got plenty of girls here who will give you a nice spank. Now, the, the whole... Uh, them. Why not them? Well, I'll wait to get into that later when uh, when the mistress makes uh, her appearance. But uh, the the original... What do you call it? Uh, the original uh, description of this episode in, uh, in the outline is that... Um, Hooks goes to shenanigans to, you know, to one of... One of uh, Shenanigans personnel to get uh, hey. to get you know go through this uh, BDSM sec uh, session, and I didn't really think that he would be comfortable, you know, with any of the shenanigans girls because you know he knew the boss so well. 
Mm -hmm. And, you know, going there to get over Debbie, being there with your girls, you can see how that would cause him some problems. So he gets to go to the mistress. I like this line here. I never saw a hidden door. Yeah, it's hidden. Okay. Thanks, Socks. It is. It is a bit hand wavy. Oh yeah, there's a there's a hidden door back there that's been here the entire five <laughs> seasons of the show. Yep. Of course it has. Here goes. Step into my parlor. Hello, Mr. Hooks. And there we have Vesper entering the scene there, played by, excuse me, Miranda Govan. Mm-hmm. Vesper, fairly obviously named after uh, Vesper Lind from Casino Royale. <laughs> there you go. Because, you know, that's basically who I wanted you to picture when, you know, you heard uh, this My voice for this character. With her pencil skirts and her uh, library mustache. Yeah. Mustache. Glasses. Here, please. <laughs> here? Hold still. Hmm. In reasonable health, though showing signs of fatigue. Do you have any allergies? No. What is all this doing here? And as long as I'm talking references, I should mention uh, the title of this episode, uh, Grant Me Some Forgetfulness, uh, is, comes from a Warren Zevon song. Uh, it's my continued ambition to name all of my episodes after Warren Zevon songs, it seems. Uh, and it comes from a song called Hostage O, which is kind of a, uh, kind of an S&M love song. It's, uh, it's, that's basically what that song is about. It's the, the full lyric is, all you have to do is ask, I'll be happy to say yes. I'll put on the creepy mask if you grant me some forgetfulness. Well, there you go. Very appropriate for this episode, then. This is the mistress's parlor. Shenanigans kink is a spice a side dish. And Hook's uh, nice rack joke was Not here. was amusing. <laughs> is <what laughs> he's he's nervously joking. Because he is an actual rack. This and uh you know, this this whole this whole thing, I was trying to walk a line because I don't want this you know, this mistress and what she does, I don't want it to come across as creepy. You know, I because it would be very easy for this to be like you know demonized. I, I wanted to be like you know this is something that some people you know need in their life, and uh, although it isn't really something that Hooks needs right now, he's you know sort of going in with you know the wrong um, outcome in mind. On occasion, sir. You know, he's, he's obviously you're listening to this after hearing the episode. He's basically going in hoping that something really know, bad happens to him, and you know that will somehow let's get on with it. balance things out for him. Sir. Right, Debbie, looking to get punished. Yes, Debbie. Well then, let's begin. Okay. Uh, I should talk about the first draft of this. Uh, the first okay. time I wrote this script, um, the mistress was a separate character. This was, you know, someone new was going to have to play her. We were going to have to have auditions. 
I sent out the script to the okay, other writers, and they came back and said, you know, the mistress is supposed to be socks, right? <laughs> no, no, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's a, there's a bit coming up that kind of needs to tie into, yeah, she's supposed to be socks. Oh, okay, so let's go back and rewrite a couple of, it was actually relatively easy to, uh, to, you know, sort of retrofit that. And, uh, just, all, uh, all credit to, uh, to Renee because if, you know, if you didn't know, you would not know that this was, that it was her doing that voice. Right. Yeah, she did a good job changing her voice. I had a fairly extensive, uh, you know, little description in, in the script, you know, explaining that the mistress is like Sox's secret identity. That, you know, because, you know, she's... Doesn't you know, raise her voice, she's always calm and just kind of in charge. Yeah, she's in charge in a way that Sox isn't. You know, Sox is always getting jerked around and getting yelled at, and, you know, the mistress is the opposite of that. Uh, so now we find ourselves in the Kingery conference room where uh, Tommy Arkell, played by Pete Milan, um, is joined by... Various employees at uh, the Kingery, shop owners and everything. And uh, uh, thank you to all the members of the cast who provided additional voices for this. Um, a lot of people sent extra lines for these, so I appreciate that. Uh, we have, let's see who's in there. Uh, Paul Brueggemann is Waterstone. Colin Snow is Caldwell. And um, we don't have Graham yet. Graham's coming. So, but yeah, so. And Susan Bridges is Sarah. Oh, Susan Bridges is Sarah. Thank you very much. Anyone else missing in there? Oh, there's uh, MZ. She is Major. She's in here, too. Oh, Major's in there. Yes, she is. She was uh, uh, doing her, trying her best to, uh, see, the script said, giving a book report voice where she was talking about how to do things. How things are better. Go, folks. This is how the Arkell family takes care of business. So we heard some, uh, we heard something, some walla, some arguments going on outside there, and so now we have, we go out to that scene where we have McInerney, played by Peter Cat, and Graham, played by Colin Kelly. And McInerney is a uh, officer, and just kind of shaking down a some hapless tourist. Yes. Yep. And we hear Maddie there, played by uh, Alicia Lane Pickens. Maddie just uh, trying to calm the scene down here, knowing McInerney. No. Yeah, Maddie, um, it's, you know, something that, that sort of came up, uh, for me anyway, when I was writing a, a later, uh, episode. So far, you know, even though Maddie is working with the Arkell family, she really hasn't actually committed any crimes. So she's, you know, still sort of walking that, uh, that line between, you know, legitimate, legitimacy and, uh, you remember what those are, right? Illegitimacy, I guess. I remember quitting when I realized the orders were bullshit. I got six months until I get my pension. Okay, Gray. I can't just. I don't remember from the script if the if I think that might have been uh, Collins' uh, improv there, uh, the bit about Vegas Island. I I don't remember writing that. No, that's you did write that. I did write that. Okay. Enough of you mutts. 
coming around here, throwing your little micro dicks around. And now Major comes in and shakes it up some. Yes. I'm handling it. Oh, are you? Mm, I see. Because to me, it looks like you're chatting with this fascist. Fascist? Do you even know what that word means? Yeah, I know what that word means. We see Maddie and Major uh, still kind of struggling to find where they. Because he's a tool of the well, state. Major and Maddie. That, it was yeah. a weird situation for Major. Yeah. You should put this one on a leash. She's not my boss, shit dick. Make a move, sweetheart. I'd love to take your ass down. There's a just lot of shit dicks and down. micro dicks <laughs> in this. Just back up, alright? I am dick. and tired of standing down. At the kingery. It's fucking time we showed them. <laughs> All right, here comes Tommy. Is he is pissed. Here? No, 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 no problem. No problem. Good. Not sure why exactly That's the cop is going along with that, but so he, he certainly is. Be on your way yeah, no, 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 no problem. He oh, looks. Sorry. Wait a minute. He must have been able to tell that Tommy was pissed and didn't want any part of that either. Especially you, Godzilla. Nice. I'm gonna remember you, tough guy. All right. Shut. Maddie, so you're gonna major gets the chastised here again. Boys aren't causing any more problems. Yeah, this this is leading up to something. Um, you, I just at least as far as to make you stop I'm concerned. Um, you fucking embarrassed me. I was being there's 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 a uh, sort of a deeper thread uh, that's you know that's going to be revealed later in the in the season of, as far as Major and uh, and Tommy are concerned. Get on it, or possibly early next season. I don't know. It's Mr. Arkell. Yes, Ms. Majorino. That will be all. There you go. Yes. That was a little harsh. Don't start. Tommy, you want to know how I caught every bad guy I ever went up against? They all started thinking they were smarter than everyone else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll buy her a fucking fruit basket. Come on, let's get back to the meeting. <laughs> you didn't just leave them alone in there, did you? No, it's handled. By who? And this was, uh, funny. Here we are, uh, we moved back into the conference room. With, with Lisa d dispensing, uh... Folksy homespun wisdom that doesn't actually mean anything. Yes, Asa has, which is his role, really, captivated the crowd, calmed all their fears. Does that answer your question? Wow! With his Wilford Brimley-esque charm. That was <laughs> that was so beautiful. Well, on that note, I reckon we can wrap this up. And a little bit interesting here that uh, Asa, who's been trying to hide his identity over the years, uh, living like a bum because uh, of those who are out to get the Amargosa, is that how you pronounce that? Amargosa family. Uh, and, uh, but uh, he allows himself to be photographed here. Well, I think the, uh, the thing is, he's he's already so exposed from, you know, you know, putting his, uh, his information out there in the, uh, in the ether, um, at this point, it's just like, yeah, the hell with it. Yeah. So we're in the mistress's parlor now, and uh, the mistress is given uh, giving hooks the business. Sure is. She sure is. No pre-acting bullshit. 
I give the orders in this room, Mr. Hooks. You're not the first, you know. The first what? To come to me for punishment? Of course not. I mean real punishment. Men and women come to me for pretend punishment all day long. I meet so many naughty boys and girls. I think she's slightly exaggerating because they, you know. It's the first time we've ever seen uh, Socks doing this, but whatever. I'm just poking holes in my script after I. <laughs> you're paying me to hurt you. But you're not enjoying this at all, are you? Look at that poor little fellow. Limp is in <laughs> You're not as good as you think. I know why you're here, Mr. Hooks. You think if I hurt you badly enough, it will make up for whatever it is you think you've done. Or perhaps... And uh, uh, knowing that it sucks, and, and uh, also, I don't know, it, it explains why she knows more about where Hooks is coming from. She's able to figure him out what he really wants. Yeah. Yeah, she you know, she uh read him, you know, in her office, you know. That's that's why uh she sent him uh, into the parlor in the first place. Yeah. Indeed. It is a lingering sort of pain kind of flares. The sound effect for hot poker is pretty difficult to find. So uh <laughs> I actually have a it's almost like a little um it's it's a lighter but it's like a kind of a flamethrower sound that I just made it sound like, you know, when Vesper brings it in, there's something a little bit humming in her hand. The sound and, of the heat is. And then uh, when it is put on Hook's skin, then you've got some sizzling flesh. Yeah, that uh, I think that might be my favorite line in the script. Which one was that? Have you ever been burned, yeah. Mr. Hooks? Everybody's been burned. Okay, and so now we have Major looking for Titya in SOL, and Major runs into Croc, played by James Rossi. Creepy. It's a good line, too. Yeah, it's, you know, Major continuing her bad day, but finding someone who had a worse one. Yeah. She's had a long couple of years. Dad? Right here, sweetheart. You're still here. Yeah. Fancy that. Um, speaking of, I need a word with you. Can't right now. No. Tithia. No. Go ahead, honey. I need to stretch my eggs anyway. Okay. Just don't go too far. Yeah, this is actually, I believe this is the first time I've ever written proc. Oh. Because I, was, I, was I wasn't a writer on the first season, and, uh... Yeah. Well, there you go. The only other time he's turned up since then uh, was in a uh, Jeffrey script. This is fucked up. What's fucked up about it? We have technology to save the people we love from death. Why not use it? Because that's not your dad, Tithia. That's like a Frankenstein of your dad. You just can't... You know what, Major? Do not tell me what I can and can't do, okay? I am sick and tired of everyone in this place. Yeah, Tithia's had a pretty rough go. Who I'm allowed to be. Yeah, Tithia is uh, just uh, the uh, the whipping girl of this of this show. She just it just gets worse and worse for Tithia every season. You know, any other day, 
any other day I might argue with you, but today, I, <laughs> I just can't give a fuck. Fine, keep them. But when somebody else finds keep out, that, like it's a pet. they will find out. <laughs> I don't know nothing. Mom, can I keep this free dog? I keep him. Okay, I. I miss my dad too, sometimes. Here, I brought you some of that green shit that you like. You eat this, right? Oh yeah. Yeah, I have no yeah, idea what it is I'm actually talking about there, but I'm sure that uh, Tithia's yeah. species must have some kind of alien chow that they eat. I'm glad somebody. It comes packaged in beer bottles because that's what she opened for her. Right. So. Hmm. Later, tea. It was something to make it sound like he was showing her something. Sure. Yeah. And so then we find out here that uh, so, uh, Tithia is filling in Proc 2.0 with uh, what has taken place since he's been dead. Bringing him up to speed hey, and getting to so anyway, leave the beginning of season three. Tommy's yeah. Whoa. Did people really turn to stone when they looked at her? Meanwhile, sir, I understand. Absolutely, sir. <laughs> Back at the cop shop, I don't. Richards and Branis here again, and Richards yeah, is getting a phone call to, I'm guessing so from attorneys, telling him that, uh, a lot. yeah, hmm. being sued so, a lot. I, I really don't think. No, you don't. And now's a bad time to start, Captain. Relax, Branis. And Richards is dialing up the snottiness as Next far as it'll go. Expand Operation Barnum. Yep. I want more cops on the street. I want those holding cells full. On these trumped-up bullshit charges, I mean, look at this one. Loitering with intent on a bus? Promote that arresting officer. Loitering <laughs> intent on a bus. I like uh, the way yeah. he thinks. Ah, shit. I'm just talking to myself here, aren't I? I'm not throwing things at a wall to see what sticks, Brannis. I know things. Right now, Arkel needs good PR. Needs it desperately, in fact. I've seen his books. Business is bad. Tommy Interesting boy, that uh, Richards what you has seen Tommy's books, or so he says. There's a mole. What's going on? Mm -hmm. I like the the bad Tommy impression there. You understand me? Now we're back in the mistress, uh, mistress's parlor, and Books is still alive, as you can tell by the EKG meter. Money. Lost but he still wants to get his ass kicked. Yes. We are well beyond the boundaries of safe and sane. I'm a dominatrix, not an assassin. Please. Why? Why do you want so? And I should give uh, props here to Perry Whittle for this performance in this, where he um, kind of break. He breaks down and explains why he why he wants this punishment. Yes. I didn't stand up. Never stand up. And she's dead. And I'm still alive, and it's it's like I got away with it. I don't know what else to do. Did she love you? Yes. And did you love her? Yes. I'm trying to remember, um simple, Mr. Hooks. If she loved you, 
She would not want to see. No, this this scene is pretty much the way it was uh, in the first draft. Only at the end of the first draft, uh, socks came in and took uh, took hooks away. Forgive yourself. She already has. Debbie. Ah, fuck up. Quit your belly aching. <laughs> Debbie. Debbie. We've all created clones that have killed our loved ones. Come on, it's a part of life. Of course, Mr. And coming up here, leave it to Zeph to lighten the mood a little bit as he gets a peek at uh, Hooks' goods. Walking out of the room. Mm. Holy crap, what's <laughs> I had no idea you were packing heat like that. <laughs> Will he be all right, do you think? I think so. What the? And now we know it sucks. work to the other houses. Make sure no one else Inception. really I'll take care of it. Man, I. Ah, oh, these mistress sessions are really taking it out of me. And I thought for sure we'd drop when I brought the spurs out. You never know about people. Do you think you might have the strength for one more And we get to leave this episode with the image of Socks and Vesper, so... And spurs, don't forget the spurs. With spurs, correct. Oh, ever so naughty, mistress. <laughs> And there we have it. There we go. This dark little love story. Season six, oh, this episode is episode six. Point. Grant me some. We're halfway through the season. Featuring the voice talents yep. of so. Pete Milan as Tommy uh, Arkell. Thank you, Mike Pete. Uh, good job on the script. Thank you, Jared, for all your Renee efforts uh, directing Jones it. I know you. Uh, Brian Reed as just, It's Harry it's uh, piping hot as it, as it was delivered to me. Alicia Lane Pickens as Madeline Gray. Carl Glassmeyer as Asa, Catherine Pride as Tiffany, Bruce Buzz are giving us the credits here. Mm -hmm. Peter Cat is McInerney. I think we introduced everybody during the episode. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. If we didn't, it's just because and your performance Kelly didn't make any impression on us at all. <laughs> exactly. Good night, everybody. Good night. And then uh, Jared Page. next month, all other music by Kevin I'm trying to remember who wrote the script for next month. Uh, six seven was written by 2013 Harry Little. That's correct. Yes, so Little will join next month, and we will listen to this story continue. Thank you all for listening, and for more information, visit pendantaudio.com. Yeah, visit like Jeffrey said. Thanks for thanks for the help, Pete. Take care. Thank you, thank you, all the actors. We all love you. I promise. <laughs>